Hail and welcome to A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. I am your caffeine-addled host, Morgoth, and it's time to revisit our daily planetary magic series with Saturn and Saturday, uh, which is why I decided to take the name of the godlike villain, uh, which will be my alter ego. <laughs> um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, suffice it to say that I'm a nerd and Saturn can get a little heavy, so we're going to try to keep it as light as possible without sacrificing any of the important informative parts. But first, the full moon approaches on Tuesday, March 7th, and it will be in the sign of Virgo, also referred to by some as the worm moon, uh, which comes from the earthworms that come out when the soil warms up with the changing of the seasons, providing food for birds and other animals. The full moon, which is a time of climax, culmination, and realization, is always opposite the sun, which is currently in Pisces. So this time around, we might feel hard-pressed to find a balance between day-to-day -day functions and routines and physical health and the need for order, thanks to Virgo, and all the visionary and spiritually driven tendencies of Pisces, which can be difficult to align with each other. Nonetheless, this happens every year and we'll be just fine. <laughs> Not to mention there are many ways we can walk the line as long as you're doing it your way. Starting a daily practice, for example, and something I mention enough to drive all of you crazy, no doubt, is a great way to balance structure with the spiritual. Uh, so is setting aside a certain amount of time each day or each week for creative expression, meditation, or time spent with nature or spirit. A great way to embody this energy during this upcoming full moon is with any activity or ritual that encourages further personal growth, as this type of balance is incredibly nurturing to the soul. And speaking of daily practice and routines, haha, segue, Saturn. Oh, Saturn is all about that. And we are revisiting daily magic, and we are going from Friday and love magic, and Venus, to Saturday, and all the things that Saturn has to teach us, uh, as well as Saturday magic. So moving on. Before we talk about Saturn, the planet, let's talk about Saturn, the god. Before he was known by the Romans as Saturn, he was known to the Greeks as Cronus. And the story of Cronus has a lot of influence on how we perceive the celestial body in both astrology and spirituality today. So it's worth retelling. The story begins with Gaia, the goddess and personification of our earth, and Uranus, the god and personification of the sky. At the beginning of their courtship, Uranus would cover Gaia each night, and as a result, she bore many children, including the Titans. Uranus was immediately jealous of these offspring and forced them to remain deep within the earth, causing them, and especially Gaia, great pain and discomfort. Eventually, the youngest of the Titans, who went by the name of Cronus, escaped and grew to manhood. Mother Gaia, seeing this, crafted both a scheme and a sickle, or crescent-shaped blade, for Cronus and instructed him on what to do. With that, Cronus used the blade to cut off his father Uranus's gentle, uh, gentles, <laughs> nope, to cut off his genitals. And with that, Uranus retreated and stayed far away from Earth, Gaia, from that point on. Naturally, Cronus became the ruler of the Titans, marrying his sister Rhea, a fertility goddess, and having six children with her. They were Hestia, Hades, Demeter, Poseidon, Hera, and Zeus, also known as the Olympians. Zeus, who would later be known by the Romans as Jupiter. But 
Like any family curse doomed to repeat itself with each new generation, Cronus, too, saw his children as a threat, and fearing a prophecy that one of them would eventually take his place, Cronus decided to devour each of his children, swallowing them whole. One child, however, Zeus again, managed to escape and grow to manhood. See the repeating theme? <laughs> and in the style of his father, came back to overthrow him as well. He caused Cronus to drink a potion that resulted in him vomiting up all of his children. Divine as they were, they were regurgitated totally unharmed. Following this, Zeus and his siblings deposed Cronus and banished him as far away as possible, chained as he was to the edge of the universe. So, the story of the Titans and Olympians, and of Cronus, or Saturn, and Zeus, or Jupiter, relates to the theme of life, death, mortality, and the limits that we must accept in this life. Beyond the metaphor, however, which we will touch upon again, it reveals the status of Saturn as the last and farthest planet that could be seen by the naked eye at the time the story was told. Remember, Uranus, or Uranus, the <laughs> however you want to <laughs> look how immature I am, however you want to pronounce it, the next farthest planet in our solar system was not actually discovered until 1781. So this fact and the story of Cronus also lend to another theme associated with Saturn, and that is one of finality. The prominent belief was that when you could see Saturn with the naked eye, you were seeing the edge of space, the end as it were, before the stars. The end. <laughs> Saturn. Being the outermost of the visible planets moves much slower than the other planets in its orbit around the sun, taking 29 and a half years to complete just one cycle. According to Rena Shesso in Planets for Pagans, his slow and deliberate journey embodies both the comprehension and the control of time. This could be perhaps what led to the sure but gradual overlapping of Cronus, spelled C-R-O-N-U-S, the ruler of the Titans, now banished to the edge of the universe, with Cronos, spelled C-H-R-O-N-O-S, or Father Time. This character resembles the hermit, with a long white beard, and he holds a scythe and an hourglass, representative of advancing age, passing time, and eventual death. He has also been depicted holding the zodiacal wheel. Um, though these two individuals, Cronus and Cronos, started out as very distinct from one another, they bear many similarities, and today, many will argue that they are in fact one in the same. So Saturn, the planet, seems to rule over and mark the passage of time as it takes its slow and steady trip around the sun, spending two and a half years in each zodiac sign. For reference, the moon spends two and a half days in each sign before it moves on to the next. Yet, despite the slow going, the cycle is completed, giving rise to parallels that can be drawn to discipline, determination, time management, and of course, life itself. Other themes that can be taken from Saturn's lore and mythology are that of boundaries, limitations, duty, discipline, responsibility, physical and emotional endurance during hardships, a concern with long-term planning, and finality as in completion or the acknowledgement that everything with a beginning will also have an ending. And speaking of endings, one famous festival in honor of Saturn and celebrated as a way of marking an important ending was, and is, I should say, Saturnalia. 
By the time of Saturnalia's popularity in Rome, Saturn had found a place for himself in the hearts of Romans as the god of agriculture and time, as well as the founder of civilizations, social order, natural laws, cycles, and conformity. It was also the golden age of abundance, and Saturn played a prominent role in ruling over it. So, Saturnalia, from where many modern Christmas and New Year's traditions can be traced, was the celebration surrounding the winter solstice, which marked the end of the year and the honoring of Saturn. It was an occasion of wild revelry, complete with feasting, gifts, parties, role-swapping amongst servants and masters, and elaborate costumes. Saturn would be celebrated as the god of the harvest, but also as Father Time, as the one harvesting away the old year with his scythe. After all, harvests mark the end of the growing season. So, with all this emphasis on endings, slow and steady progress, discipline, limitations, and boundaries, what do we have to learn from Saturn as it relates to Saturday, modern witchcraft, magic, and life in general? Well, Saturday is the seventh day of the week, and in the original Chaldean order of the planets, which has since been corrected, Saturn was the seventh planet from the Earth. Uh, The Chaldean order uh, had the planets, which included the moon and the sun, revolving around the Earth, Saturn being the last and farthest. This placement of the end or edge of the week, and again, the end or edge of the cosmos, brings back again our perception of limits. And the dual-natured theme that Saturn brings in regards to how we deal with limits. And I want to borrow from Rena Shesso again, as she seems to best describe this duality as we perceive limits and we burst through limits. Uh, so I'm actually going to just read directly from here because she just said it so eloquently, I didn't want to paraphrase her on this particular point. We tend to imagine iron shackles when the word limits appears, but the word encompasses many things, shape, edges, boundaries, form, definition, limits established, limits challenged, limits questioned and discarded, and limits as good boundaries, limits we need to exceed, limits due for reevaluation, and limits that we establish to give ourselves personal shape form, and definition of identity, without which we'd be amorphous. Saturn, Kronos, plant fertility god and the son of Gaia, symbolically sparks our drive to push forward while simultaneously holding the sickle. As if carefully pruning a treasured vine, we use the blade to trim away what is dead and finished, what can be left behind. In the lore of Egypt, Thoth weighs the heart of every person after they die, placing it on a great scale with a feather in the other pan that represents the goddess Ma'at. Your heart should be lighter than her feather, unencumbered by bitterness, meanness, and hatred, and ready for your journey to the other side. We trim and pair and move forward. Great book. I highly recommend Planets for Pagans by Rena Shesso. Okay, so in embodying these ideas, we not only learn to deal with, manage, or burst through obstacles, but we also learn to embrace discipline. Smattern. Saturn smiles down on those who keep a regular routine, work diligently, and work with rather than against their natural limits. A daily practice, here I go again, I'm sorry, is a great example of something that will be appreciated by the slow and steady Saturn but not one that is near impossible to maintain. 
but one that works with your schedule and alongside your own physical abilities. You may notice that many astrologically minded individuals tend to work with Jupiter, the planet of growth and abundance, as well as Saturn. Though their mythological backstory would paint them as rivals, their ability to assist you in the attainment of abundance through hard work and determination is unquestionable. After all, how does one expect to achieve wealth and abundance without discipline and structure? Besides through luck, of course. And when working towards personal growth, achievement of goals, and overall prosperity, one must learn to make time for working towards these objectives by managing the time spent on other things. That takes discipline, structure, and time management. Here's how we can burst through obstacles and limitations. Not in a warlike, fiery blaze, but in the slow and steady manner that always seems to win the race. And this is why Saturday is such a great day for magic that relates to longevity, endings, and home. Let's hit Saturn's correspondences before we move on to Saturday, though. Okay, so we already know Saturn's day of the week is Saturday. The elements are Earth and Water. The zodiac sign is Capricorn, and before Uranus was established as a planet, uh, it also ruled Aquarius. Some astrologers still say that it is the traditional ruler of both Capricorn and Aquarius. Numbers are 3, 7, and 8. Tarot cards associated with Saturn are Death, the Hanged Man, and the World. Colors are Black, Purple or Indigo, and Gray or Brown. The metal is Lead. Plant allies include, but are not limited to, Aspen, Amaranth, Belladonna, Beech, Bittersweet, Blackthorn, Carnation, Comfrey, Cypress, Elm, Fir, Foxglove, Henbane, Holly, Juniper, Lady's Slipper, Magnolia, Mandrake, Monkshood, Morning Glory, Mullen, Patchouli, Pine, Poplar, Rowan, Rue, Skullcap, Solomon's Seal, Thornapple, Witch Hazel, Wolfsbane, and Yew. Crystals and minerals include Onyx, Obsidian, Obsidianite, Carnelian, Hematite, Brown Jasper, Jet, Sardonyx, Serpentine, and Black Tourmaline. Animal and insect kingdom associations are the donkey, the goat, the crow, the raven, the wren, and the bee. And as we've learned, the intentions and powers associated with Saturn are agriculture, ambition, authority, banishment, binding, business, concentration and focus, darkness, death, endings, endurance, freedom, goals, grounding, justice, knowledge, predestination or fate, limitations and boundaries, longevity, loyalty, the mind, obstacles, structure, stability, and strength. So let's move on to Saturday. As we know, this day of the week got its name from the god of all the things we just discussed, Saturn. And this brings up an interesting and a bit of a bewildering deviation from the other days of the week. So when we covered Friday, I know I took you straight from love magic with Venus to this heavy shit, and I'm sorry, but up next is the sun, and that should lighten things up. Pun intended. So when we covered Friday magic, I mentioned that Friday is named for the Norse goddesses Frigg and also Freya, depending upon your sources. And you may have noticed by now that the other days of the week are also named after Norse deities, i.e. Wednesday for Woden or Odin and Thursday for Thor. But this is not true for Saturday, which is clearly named for the Roman god and planet that it is ruled by. However, 
there are some interesting points made by Judica Isles in her book, Daily Magic, on the topic. So Saturday is Saturn's day. Another deity may also be in his power today, albeit secretly. Some wonder why, if the English names of the other six days of the week derive from names of Norse deities, this day is different from the others. Some claim it is possibly due to the disreputable nature of the deity it once referenced. Loki. An old Norse name for Saturday was Lugardiger, and Saturday in Norwegian remains Lordog. This is sometimes translated as bath day and may indicate ritual bathing traditions, but also scholars claim that it's based on one of Loki's names. Saturday may be Loki's day. Okay, I thought that was really interesting that they might have basically stripped the ruling of the day title from a poorly behaving deity, uh, which kind of cracks me up because do any of these deities really always behave themselves so much. We just learned about Cronus. Anyway, I thought that was really interesting. So let's talk about Saturday's correspondences and see how similar they are to that of Saturn. So the Zodiac is Aquarius. Colors are black, dark gray, indigo or purple, uh, and also amber, brown, and some light blues and purples like mauve. Tarot associations are Temperance, the Knight of Swords, and the Two of Swords. The number is seven. Plant and spirit allies include Aconite, Belladonna, Blackthorn, Alder, Cannabis, Cypress, Datura, Hawthorn, Hellebore, Hemlock, Hemp, Ivy, Morning Glory, Mullen, Myrrh, the Nightshade family of plants, Patchouli, Pomegranate, thyme, and tobacco. If you notice, when I listed off Saturn's plant allies, there were a lot of poisonous plants popping up, and the same is true for Saturday. Crystals and minerals include amethyst, obsidian, obsidianite, diamond, hematite, jet, labradorite, and turquoise. And sacred beings and spirits associated with Saturday include St. Barbara, Baron Samedi, and La Grande Brigitte, St. Benedict, Catherine of Alexandria, St. Cyprian, Hanuman, Hecate, Malusine, Nana Baruku, Oba, Osain, Oshun, Saturn, Sedna, Sibylla, Sidi Mamun, the king of the jinn, Simbi, and Yamea. Magical creatures are fairies. And finally, intentions and powers include banishing, binding, business, death, discipline, freedom, justice, life, limitations and boundaries, money, motivation, negativity, obstacles, peace, problems, protection, willpower, and wisdom. Traditionally, Saturdays are great days for protection, banishing a negative situation, and generally a good time to clean up any magical messes that you may have been ignoring. I need to take notes. It is also good for workings that are associated with boundaries, challenges, age, experience, magic intended to exert authority, and also to remove it. It's also considered a powerful day for spells rooted in anger, since Saturday's primary metal correspondence is lead, just like Saturn. It makes sense, um, and it was also the primary metal used in Roman curse tablets. These were small little metal tablets inscribed with curses and then dropped into wells or sewers so that the curses could not be very easily undone. Some suggestions for Saturday magic could include uh, wearing the colors of the day, like black and deep purple. This is your perfect excuse to be super witchy and empower these dramatic pieces uh, from your wardrobe for protection and strength. 
burning black candles to absorb negativity. Or you could also blurn, blurn, you could also burn black candles to honor and petition Catherine of Alexandria for help with studies, academic pursuits, and career. Catherine of Alexandria is a powerful saint who was martyred around 305 in Alexandria, Egypt. Today, she is considered a patron and protector of lace and rope makers, female students and sex workers, unmarried women from young girls to older women who have never been married, wet nurses, workers and crafters who work with any kind of wheel, such as a spinning wheel or a potter's wheel, librarians, academics, and scholars. She can be called on for assistance with virtually any kind of working or need from healing and romance to battle strategy. Another activity is burning a purple candle to increase your magical wisdom and boost your spirituality. And you could also burn purple candles in dedication to St. Cyprian. If you work with the sorcerer saint of Antioch, who was a great pagan magician who converted to Christianity and became a powerful bishop, though many years after his death, he was said to have dictated the grimoire of St. Cyprian to the author Jonas Solferino, a German monk. His grimoire exists to this day, has been translated into many languages, and is considered, at least in part, the backbone of much Iberian folk magic. And the sorcerer saint is said to be able to assist practitioners with reconciling lovers, halting harassment and abuse, justice, locating missing persons or stolen items, miracles involving health and healing, as well as many other things. Officially, St. Cyprian is recognized by the Vatican as the patron saint of exorcists, nomads, the homeless, and those who wander. Unofficially, he is also considered the patron of alchemists, fortune tellers, magicians, necromancers, witches, and wizards. Another activity is adding a touch of garden witchery to your Saturday spells by working with the pansy in black or purple, uh, the morning glory flowering vine, or the cypress tree. You can carry in obsidian, hematite, or jet tumbled stone in your pocket to reinforce your personal protection workings and to ward off harmful energies or negative feelings from others. You can also add these crystals, as well as amethyst, obsidianite, labradorite, or turquoise, to a candle spell on a Saturday evening to help increase the effectiveness of your Saturday-aligned spellcasting. Cleansing your house and energetically clearing and cleansing it while you are at it is especially effective on Saturdays when you can tap into the obstacle-removing energies that it tends to keep around. And finally, you can call on Hecate for protection, guidance, and magical assistance if you work with her. And of course, you can honor Saturn, Cronus, Father Time, or all of the above by creating a routine that you can stick to methodically and purposefully working towards your goals, managing your time well, and occasionally lighting a candle in his honor and thanking him for the gift of self-discipline. I'm reminded of a line in the song What Sarah Said by Death Cab for Cutie, and it came to me then that every plan is a tiny prayer to Father Time. Okay, before I leave you, I want to share a quick and easy Saturday spell uh, that I found um, from the 2019 Llewellyn's Spell a Day Almanac by Blake Octavian Blair. This 2019 edition, the spell specifically comes from Saturday, December 14th, and it is a key to protection Hecate spell. So Saturdays are under Hecate's care, among several other spirits and deities. Today, let's work with her to create a protection talisman using a key, an item 
commonly associated with her. Use this talisman when stray energies are flying or flying around you are getting to be a bit too much to tolerate. Find yourself a key and a length of cord. It needs to be a key that you will not use for any other function or purpose. A modern or an antique key will work equally well. Light a candle to Hecate. Attach the cord to the key so that it may be worn as a necklace. And place the key next to the candle. Recite the following. Goddess Hecate, guardian of witches, your dark cloak of protection I do invoke. A key to unlock these mysteries, enchant and instill. I'll wear it around my neck so that your protection I shall fill. So mote it be. Allow the candle to safely burn down, and then wear your talisman as needed. All right. And that is all that I have for you today. Uh, I hope that it wasn't too heavy, and I hope that you learned some useful things about Saturn and some ways that you can apply this information to some of your Saturday workings. And I hope that you have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you listen. If you want some more content, please go to www.aisforagrimony.com, where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, and soon to come, the coven shop. You can also follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony. That's an underscore in between every word. Or like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash a is for agrimony. Want to contact me? Shoot an email to reachmargo at a is for agrimony.com. And if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join me over on Patreon at patreon.com slash a is for agrimony, where I share early release, unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells, and much more. You're also welcome to send me some snail mail, if you're that kind of person, to P.O. Box 397, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, zip code 08003. I'd love a good surprise. or not. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. Be well and have an amazing weekend.